Uh, here we are, another episode of Dorks the Podcast. Yes, the Dorks the Podcast. Yeah. Yes. And uh, tonight we're talking about the uh, New York Toy Fair that just happened and Umbrella Factory Academy of some sort. <laughs> and uh, without further ado, here is. You'll be the skinned. Inter- <laughs> I'm going to skin you. I'm going to skin you alive. This isn't a joke, Leo. I can find you, easily find you. you I can see me the belay knife behind them. You sent me that Christmas card. I have your address. I will find you and I will skin you alive and use you as an umbrella. X gonna give it to you. Gonna give it to you. X gonna give it to you. No, gonna Alex is to gonna you. give it to you. <laughs> Here we go. Here's the intro. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, Get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, <laughs> it's scary. Very <laughs> good by murder. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what would you like to talk about first? How about we talk about all the nice little toys for all the girls and all the boys? Oh my god, how many cool things were shown at the New York Toy Fair? I don't know. I mean, did Funko just be like, bah, stuff. Oh, oh my yeah. God. And then they put oh. it up all for pre-order, too. Yeah, let's not talk about the um. All right, calm pre-orders down. We already for... talked about how bad it can get with Leo. Just oh my calm God. down. Well, just, whoa. I mean, we talked about it. Yourself, uh, cool yourself off. Cool yourself off, Leo. Get one of those Ooh. like old, old fan hats that you would have in like old, like, oh, oh my gosh. Whoo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the jet! Oh, Colonel Sanders is coming over later tonight. Would you like to meet him? <laughs> that wasn't a transformer before, but they made it one. Oh. <laughs> uh, so uh, I mean, so they released a bunch of regulars on Amazon, uh, and also there's uh, some uh, exclusives on like uh, GameStop for pre-order. Um, there was a couple other companies as well. Well. I'm going to jump in right now just due to the fact that the one thing that pissed me off about GameStop, and that was really bad on their part, was the Ecto Transformer, the Ecto-1 Transformer oh, yeah. that they released. And it's a GameStop. You only can order from GameStop, and it was at $40. And then after an hour after they announced the pre-sale, pre-order and all the pre-orders, went, they canceled that pre-order and yep. then charged $50 instead of $40 to get $10 more because it was such a hit. Actually, it's up to, I think, 69 now. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you, GameStop. You, you guys can't see what I am doing. But <laughs> they're number one, you're saying, Leo, right? Yo-yo, right? <laughs> uh, you wonder why your company's dying. Yeah. Also, that's kind of why their company's dying. They're charging, oh, 40? Let's inflate the price first. Yep. Uh, I know people who pre-ordered it and then got a notification that they were canceling the pre-order, refunding their money, and then they had to re-pre-order it. So if you already had $40 on it, you had to you had to get wait for the refund the process which takes a couple of days and then you had to put another fifty dollars like so you're already out fit ninety to a hundred dollars to get this thing I'd be like screw you like when I saw that I'm like screw you yeah yeah it looks like they're gonna go the way of the blockbuster GameStop well it's the yeah. it's the reason yeah. why they bought ThinkGeek and they and they own Cricket Wireless yeah and I've only been there in like like once Do they in the own past Cricket year Wireless? it's like a toy yep, store now crickets isn't really. I gotta yeah, look that wireless. It's it's like a toy store. I've never been there in a while. Yeah, they got like collectibles, and uh, you can even. Well, buy- it's because of ThinkGeek. Yeah. They own ThinkGeek, so now they have all the ThinkGeek stuff in their GameStops. Yep. Like, I mean, I went. I bought. 
GameStop is still where I go to buy my games. Like, I'm not going to, because they're the only game in town still. Like, it, there's, like, no offense to Best Buy, but I can't buy Smash Brothers used and play it for seven days and return it to get my money back. Like, I don't, you can't do that at Best Buy. Yeah, technically, legally, you're not supposed to be able to do that, like, anywhere. Do they have indie game shops? Like legally, you're not supposed somewhere? to be able to return, like, any software. They do, but it's like it's like the retro stores, like yeah, like oh. the Nintendo. Like there's a one in Southwick, Mass, that uh, I harass on a daily basis because they have awesome old school like signs that say like the old school N64 displays and the old PlayStation display boxes with like the lights and stuff. And I'm like, I- I'll bu- I'll buy you. How much? I have money. Yeah, I've been to that, and I love that they don't know what they have, so I completely rob them and take whatever yep. they can get out. I can get out of them. AT&T <laughs> yeah, yeah. owns Cricket. I thought GameStop owned it. They they, they oh, own some no, wireless they, company. They they probably have a partnership with them to put them in the stores. No, AT&T okay. owns them. Okay, yeah, because th- th- that was an article I read. Is GameStop has their because the because the physical median of games is slowly getting smaller that to keep themselves relevant they they've expanded into other aspects like cell phones and think geek and stuff like that so they're doing the reverse um which call radio shack yep okay because that that turned out so well for radio shack they do a radio shack i'm sure doing it in reverse will is radio shack still around maybe online they're like they're they're, no they're not whatever shops they were they're now sprint stores because I'm pretty sure I saw one. I went in there and got a cable once, and that's, like, all they had. <laughs> this was one single cable. That's what it seemed like. I walked in, like, do you have this cable? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> We're closed now. We can close. All right, so I, I apologize Thank for you, getting off. Thank you. I'm, not, 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 it's, it's, it's... I'm sorry for going off on this tangent about game stuff. I had to get it off my chest. So sorry, Leo. Continue about the fun. No, Burn well, them it, to the it, ground. <laughs> Uh, well, so little history lesson. I mean, this, you know, I, I thought I read the other day that GameStop was, um, that they were talking about bankruptcy. Um, Hooray. Hold on. Let me, uh, I mean, let, let me Google it. Uh, but the thing is, uh, this is not the first time this has happened. Uh, I was actually working for them when they, right before they filed for bankruptcy when they bought EB Games because they decided, oh, uh, we're software, et cetera. We're going to buy EB Games. And guess what? We're going to compete with ourselves. So instead of merging the two stores, we're going to open up a EB Games in every mall that we don't have one where we have a GameStop and vice versa. So they they expanded way too fast and uh, went bankrupt. Uh, let's see. But yeah, anyway, like, so that was like a big pre-order they had. But, you know, one of the things they saw with Funko, too, is only certain stuff is being ordered. You can pre-order at ThinkGeek and certain ones you can pre-order on Amazon and GameStop. Because I would see, like, ThinkGeek would announce, like, what pops were available to pre-order. And, you know, Funko put out all the the posts and all the photos of all the designs and stuff. And they, like, digitally removed some of them. So you couldn't pre-order oh the uh oh by the way they were looking to sell the company and they have stopped efforts to sell the company that's as of in uh january um is it because no one would want to buy them most likely yeah yeah there was like a thing right that they said that no one was actually wanted to take the bait (laughs) if you like buy me now So uh, one pop in particular that people, for some reason, went insane about, and you guys mentioned it uh, on the Sunday show, the Post Malone pop. Um, yeah. It was up for pre-order, and then they took it down. It was my sunflower. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just excited of all the Ghostbuster pops coming out. Like, yeah. Why is that? <sighs> <laughs> um, I just felt energy get sucked out of my house like a Dragon Ball Z fight about to happen. <laughs> so, so, no, I mean, I well, I'm excited because they discontinued the Ghostbuster line because that was one of their first fun coat lines was Ghostbusters. Yep. So, like, finding those original pops were almost impossible. You had to pay out the nose to get them. I like how they're kind of re-releasing them but adding some stuff to it. 
the um the scenes they're starting to do like the Funko scenes mm-hmm. are actually pretty cool. I got Jen um the Aladdin's Al's first wish Aladdin Funko scene. That wasn't uh, Ghostbusters. I just said I didn't say it was Ghostbusters, Alex. Listen. Um and so like I like that they did a couple of them. They did Thanos and Thor from uh Infinity War. Like they're doing stuff like that. And the one that I liked is the Ghostbuster. They're doing the trap scene with Slimer. And yes. that looks pretty cool. That I did pre order. Uh the one thing I did not see up for pre order, which I, I'm excited for, is the firehouse. Rumor has it that's gonna be a GameStop exclusive. Um and you all yeah, exactly. Um, so, and they're saying that might not be pre-order. That's going to be one of those. If you find it, you find it. Mm. You might be able, well. So I was able to pre-order the um, Jim Lee Batman scene. Oh, with Batman and Robin on the roof. No, uh, I did pre-order that, uh, but this is last summer. Uh, it's uh, Batman with his cape like flying, and he's on a uh, like a gargoyle. Yeah. So um, I was able to pre-order that from GameStop. So, yeah, I mean, I went on Amazon and saw what they could pre-order, and a lot of this stuff's cool. I think Funko um, is pretty good for the quality they have, and I like they're trying to re- like. There was Jaws they announced, which is really cool. Adam's Family is looks really really cool. No. Um, uh, Adam's family. I saw a, a picture from the toy show. Uh, so if you're interested, check out New York Toy Fair. There's tons of coverage online. Um, but I saw a picture of cousin it from uh, Adam's family, and it looked like it was flocked. I don't know. I know. I know. Um, uh, Gomez and Morticia are black and white. That's awesome. But the one, the one person they're missing is Thing. They don't have a Thing Funko Pop. So, the, well, the joke is, is it going to be the Funko Four Fingers, or is it going to be the real five? And how are you going to, how are you going to do it as a Funko Pop? They're going to have an internal meltdown at the company trying to figure that one out. <laughs> uh, so, besides Funko, you uh... can't see, but but James is crying. <coughs> All I can hear is like sad opera music as he's he's stabbing himself with a knife. He's uh he's dying. He's really selling it. Amazing grace. He's laughing like an asshole. Uh, he's making kissy lips at me. I don't like it. I really don't like it. This is a professional podcast, and I thought we all were cool adults here. Um, we're we're he's, uh, we're he's we're just towards me. We're over. I don't like it. <laughs> Alex, we're overgrown children. We're not like like adults here. We're talking I, about toys, I'm damn it. I'm, I'm flattered he called us professional. <laughs> I was wrong. So, I mean... Are, are, are we on NPR now? No, we're talking about the toy fairs now and, you know, the NECA figures. I mean, we could. We could. Pretty, uh, pretty it, amazing. Welcome to Toy Fair ASMR, where we're really going to get your... Let's say Castle Grayscale up and running. Well, Alex, I mean, did you not notice the uh, Masters of the Universe 1980s movies uh, of the action figures? They looked uh, pretty amazing, don't you think? I do. Yeah, they do. They look pretty great. I mean, you know, I, I just, I just think, you know, the the NECA figures are just getting more and more detailed to a point where, you know, they rival some of the other things you kind of seen out there. It's, it's the gold standard, I would believe. <sighs> yes, it's what I want. That's why I want more in the world. Just more. The more NECA figures? Just more. We need more of them. I'm so glad people actually listen to this podcast for this kind of shit. <laughs> this is what they want. So the NECA Godzilla figures look friggin' awesome. I, I mean, you can't go wrong with NECA. Like, the stuff no. they put out is just on point. Like it looked so. Can we please good. censor the first part of his word? Just make him look horrible. <laughs> um, oh. Go ahead, James. <laughs> Shortstop. <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly, yeah, I think NECA 
is kind of rivaling Hot Toys when it comes to like the like the detail work they put in, but they you know definitely beating you when it comes to price. Well, yeah, too. I mean, like the NECA prices aren't like yeah, they're, not, they're, they're not prohibitive. Well, I mean, you see them in Target now. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the, I I looked at like the Gremlins. They have a really good Gremlins out there. They had a couple Freddies in Friday the Thirteenth ones, and I sat there. I showed them to Jen. I'm like, these are like impressive, especially I think they had like it the, from the TV series. It was it looked awesome. Like I sat there. I was like, I would if I was into like collectibles, like in these type of figures, I'd be like, I would want these. But like, I kind of I'm not into like the action figures. I'm not really in, like Funko Pops either. I just, at the end of the day, even though my wedding had Funko Pops everywhere. Um, Gozer. Uh, you know, you know, you gotta think you just want Gozer in the temple scene just right there, you know, and makes the uh, Funko experience so much more enjoyable. <gasps> you hear the beautiful wine of the Tibetan screaming monks now comes <laughs> after this, but all things considered, is up after this short break as we talk more about the NECA action figures. <laughs> Why aren't the rest of you getting in on this? Have you seen my sweaty balls? <laughs> my mic is too far away. <laughs> no, uh, well, do it. We well, don't care. <laughs> well, speaking of break, we're going to take a break right now to talk about our sponsor, Deadly Grounds, and here we go. Our listeners need to cool off. Are we talking about Deadly Grounds? <clears throat> Rise and shine, my sinners. When Father Evil starts his day, he gets a little deadly. Deadly Grounds Coffee has the richest, smoothest flavor you'll find anywhere. It's sinfully delicious. Once you go deadly, you never go back. Order yours at GetDeadly.com. Coffee's so good, it's scary. Hot coffee. Some decaf. Tweaks <laughs> brand coffee. Just like the mountain sunrise on a Colorado morning. Just if you were dabbling brooks. If you were a flavor of coffee, what flavor would you be? Uh pumpkin, which I'm drinking right now. That's uh that's an interesting question, Alex. I would have to think um, hard about that. Just give me one second as I try to ponder the existence of myself as a coffee bean and going through the ritualistic act of becoming ground coffee and then with the hot water, you know, going through me to make them that delicious cup of coffee. I would have to say I would probably be, you know, a nice full and vanilla blonde flavor. You know, you just you have to have that sweetness to it. It's very enjoyable. After hearing all of his long explanations about coffee, I can tell you right now that my coffee has so much cream. <laughs> uh, get frothy with it, right? Oh, I'm kidding. I get hard and frothy with it, baby. Mm, so much, so much whip to keep. Uh, it's well, going to stain the cup when I throw it out. Uh, let's try to reel it in. We'll. we'll uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, so, so I mean, yeah. Were you toys are dumb? Yeah. Were you surprised by what wasn't there or what was like? Was were you expecting anything different than what you saw there? I mean, were you surprised by any of the releases? Well, I was surprised that Funko. So Funko, the amount of stuff that they're releasing, uh, and the subgenres that they're doing i mean they're releasing friggin cheers pops i mean cheers is awesome and there's a lot of cheers fans but that's from you know the uh what early 80s late 80s uh, 80s early 90s yeah um you know kevin mentioned it uh, a while ago like funko was seeming like it was the new beanie baby and we're just waiting for it to crash and it hasn't and it just seems like it, it can't die and it just keeps on getting stronger and the amount of stuff that they released at the toy fair, I I was shocked. That that's the one big thing that shocked me. I think with Funko, they're just putting out because like I said, they'll they'll lose some money, I feel like, if they're in the red for a little while, because you always see the sales at like GameStop and FYE and ThinkGeek and Amazon. You have them like the buy two get one or the buy one get one. Like you have these huge sales for Funko, and I think some of the retailers are okay taking a little bit of a loss on this stuff knowing that they're gonna people are gonna end up wanting complete sets 
Exactly. What about you, Yo-Yo? No, I mean, as long as there's properties of license, they're going to have like a infinite amount of things to make Funko Pops out of. There's someone that wants something from everything. Yep. So they kind of have like an endless supply of like... Kevin just asked me, that. hey, when do you guys do that new podcast? Uh, we uh, we do it on Wednesdays, Kevin. Yeah. Well, we're not streaming live. You want to let them know we're doing it right now? <laughs> does, he want, does he want to jump on? And I want it to about... be recorded, so it's catalog forever. <laughs> <laughs> when do you guys do that? Well, you know now. <laughs> so so now you know. the one thing that I'm loving, but I'm not loving because it's friggin' expensive, Um Hasbro has really dialed it into their fan base. They know that their fan base, a matter of fact, you can see it with a new Bumblebee movie, is, you know, the late 30s, you know, early 40s, you know, guys that grew up with Transformers. And they're doing everything for Generation 1. Uh, they're releasing a lot of retro figures. Um at a premium price, uh, and they release more at the toy show. Uh, Thirty, they're doing the thirty-fifth anniversary uh, of Transformers. Uh, it's all retro packaging, you know, like it was back in the eighties, uh, and it's for a premium well, price. Kenner did that. I'm like, that's just Kenner. That's the Kenner influence because Hasbro owns Kenner now. Like, yeah. Kenner did that with, or no, is it who owns the Star Wars license? Hasbro or Has- does Mattel own it? Hasbro. Hasbro. So, I mean, Hasbro did it with the old Star Wars figures. Yep. Like, the, you, you, the, 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 gen, the general Star Wars packaging is now the packaging that was from the 1970s for almost every piece other than the Legends or the Black Label. Like, or the Black, is it the Black Label, Black Series, uh, whatever is the Black, black, black Label? Black Series. It's the same black thing. For sure it's Black Label because it's the same thing they do with the Barbies. They have the pink label and, yeah. And Mountain Dew. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think, I think because I think it's you see that packaging, you know what you're looking at. It's the same thing. Like, I was, you know, when they announced Kenner was supposed to be this big presence at the tour fair this year, me as a Ghostbuster fan sat there being like, anything with Kenner, Kenner had the real Ghostbuster license. So they had the toys for the, the animated series with the Ecto and the Firehouse and all that stuff. When I heard that, I was like, oh, they're going to do some re releases for the 35th anniversary. Like, let's go with the old school purple packaging, everything. I didn't see anything, but it's like, that's what you think of when you think of some of these toys you grew up with. And now that these people who had these toys from the mid 80s to the early 90s, they're the ones making the income. They're the ones who are making the money. And so you're going to cater to them more and they're going to, they're the ones who are going to buy these toys. And that's what I feel like that's why they're going more of this retro retro packaging. Yeah. Well, it's more than retro packaging. So uh, they're also like if you played with Transformers when you were a kid, you know, they they were really basic. But the cartoon was, you know, more uh, it, it was similar to the toy, but it was more, you know, animated obviously for the cartoon so what they're doing now is they're making generation one figures but they look like the cartoon so they're like hyper detailed to look just like the cartoon but with the styling of the toy yeah it's sort of like a mix of retro you know upgraded retro and it's and the sizing is like uh uh cartoon accurate you know, between the lines, it, it, it's it's awesome, but it comes out of premium. I'm looking right now, Omega Supreme. Uh, you can pre-order him for $160. But, but he looks like he wow. stepped out of the cartoon, you know? But that's $160 for one figure. <laughs> what a steal. If only of GameStop, if I could pre-order it. For that. $275 later. Yeah. What do you mean? They canceled my pre-order. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I think, I think what the toy fair has become is it's a. I think it's where Funko is now. Just is their dumping ground for stuff. That and they kind of do a couple announcements at San Diego Comic Con. Like those are their two big announcements. Um, but I mean, it used to be a good place to see what toys were going to be related to some properties. 
Um, like, I was surprised that you didn't see a ton of Avengers stuff. I thought, you know, I don't know if they're waiting until after J- July, after Spider-Man, just until they do their big, like, this is all the toys from, like, Captain Marvel all the way up to, you know, Endgame and Far From Home. You know, I would love to see if they're going to see um, uh, a, a Mysterio figure in de- as detailed as some of these other figures are due to this, the inlays of the costume we've already seen in the trailer. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think it'd be smart for them to hold off because, uh, I mean, people look for the toys for spoilers anyway. Which like, I find weird. You can't have variants anymore because of it. Because everyone's like, oh, this is going to be a new one. Look look at this action figure. It must mean that this is a secret suit. It's like when it could just be easily just a variant action figure. Yeah, true. Um, I mean, I think, I think... Thor Ragnarok figures... Weirdly enough, yeah. I mean, like I said, I always feel like they're a year behind with the action figures. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they announced like Ragnarok figures. Have ever seen Korg? I was like, eh, that's weird, but okay. Huh? Yeah, they have Agent Carter figures now, right? I think so. I think they. Yeah, that was that was an announcement or something. I think they. Why did. don't get silent? I feel like I'm yeah. so out of the loop here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they did. It was one of the things they announced. They announced Thor Ragnarok figures. Hmm. That's interesting. That, that Like, that really is interesting. Yeah, Jeff like, are they called, like, Marvel's, like, late-to-the-game editions? Marvel's late-to-the-game? Probably. Yeah. Here's the dead variants of characters that were killed off, the spoiler versions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Korg. Korg. Marvel's almost been grim. Hella. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's one of those things like... Nice about the detail, but yeah, kind of weird. Detail. I mean, compared to what it was 30 years ago, the detail in these figures are unbelievable. Mm. I mean, I... I remember watching something like nowadays, like if it's a movie tie-in or something like that, like the actors now sit for like those laser scans for the head and stuff like that just to make yep. sure that you know it's covered like they get the exact details it's like people bitching about video game graphics nowadays when it's like we were happy when people just looked like cardboard <laughs> yeah it was pixels and sprites yep yep Resident Evil still looks amazing to me oh my god <laughs> what? what what is this <laughs> Let's go! Chris's blood. You were almost a Jill sandwich. Thanks, Terry. Jill, the master of unlocking. Take this, Jill, the master of unlocking. Oh, there's there's locksmith advertisements all over the back of Raccoon City and Resident Evil 2 that Mm. just came out recently. And if you look close, there's actually some of them that actually have uh, want ads for Frank West from Dead Rising. Oh my god, that was such great acting. It was the best part of that movie, that game. Oh. Are you hoping that it's at that quality when the Netflix show comes out? I I I could go I hope I hope they do the net, Netflix show like the canon of the games because I've actually read the tie there's actually the tie-in novels to the games. I hope they do it books. competently as much as they do in Umbrella Academy, but also like, you know, just like that. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like I said, there's enough, like, when you, like, play all the games up until, like, five, because I heard six was just god-awful, that it weaves in from, like, you know from the beginning Wesker was pulling strings way before Resident Evil 1, and there's a little bit of, like, preamble up to Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil 0, and stuff like that, of, like, how Bravo Team was tricked in order to the mansion first, and, like, how that happened. Like, I would love to know more about those. And so, like, every, you could literally do every series or every season based on a video game. Could, you could get a six, seven, maybe ten, if you're pushing it, story arc of episodes because there's enough interdynamics of the people to understand of what happened before the virus because you run, during the game you run and you read these journals and diaries and lab notes and you kind of piece together what happened. You can still have that happen in this season where they're discovering the past of this house as well as learning about Bravo team and learning about Wesker and how Wesker's with Umbrella and how like 
Wesker is blackmailing Barry to betray. Like, there's enough in there to make seasons. Same thing with Resident Evil 2. Maybe Resident Evil 3 if you want to push it, because Resident Evil 3 happens at the same time. Resident Evil 2, like, it kind of gets, like, polluted after that. But if you do it correctly and it's based on the game and the lore. practical effects. I would love to see a nemesis or a tyrant with practical effects. I think he'll do good. Like that's my biggest concern is they're going to try to make it its own story, which you really can't. Like I said, the, that game is so ingrained in like gamers' minds of what you that. You don't want to is. hear more about Alice. Oh my God! Please stop. She remembers though, everything. Even though that that Paul was it Paul W S Anderson. Oh wait, guy, that guy just don't. Well, he's already, everything. because he's now going to move on to the monster hunter franchise he um the one thing i do remember out of Res- the first resident evil game was that laser scene in that hallway mm-hmm. the first like, movie isn't that bad but it's the same thing with like the first action was pretty good until we got a lot better ones afterwards i mean even Resident Evil 2, which was more like Resident Evil 3, when you introduced Jill Valentine and you actually introduced themes from the the video game, I was like, awesome, cool. Like, this I, this feels like the video game more than the first one. So. Have you played the new Resident Evil 2? No, it's, it's on my Redbox list. Every time I try to go to Redbox to rent it for three days, it's out. Oh, it's good. I know, I know it is. I'm still wanted... going through. I'm still going through Red Dead, and I'm getting towards the end of Red Dead, and I don't want to come to the end of Red Dead because I already see what's going to happen. That's going to make me sad. Didn't you finish it, Leo? No, no. I'm on uh, chapter he four. Hunting, he just keeps hunting innocent animals. I yes. Need <laughs> <laughs> more. That gets gets your kicks. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I haven't played in like two weeks. Just so we know he's doing after the show. So many animals were spared. What do you think I'm going to do when I get after the show? There's going to be a whole population of deer and bunny, and he's going to be like, But but I think Alex had a great point, is let's talk about the new Netflix show, The Umbrella Academy, on Netflix. So Let's face plant into this segue. (laughs) We talked about Netflix. It's a good enough segue. Like We've had worse segues on this show. Sure. Every other segue is worse. That you know, it's, I, I wasn't a Leo segue. So exactly, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Like... Leo's not like. So the weather outside it's snowing. What? What's <laughs> speaking of snow? <laughs> Let's talk about frothy cream. <laughs> so Leo, you speaking of euthanizing an entire race, <laughs> we're going to talk about the Umbrella Academy. <laughs> so Leo, you've actually finished the series. Yes. What is your two-word synopsis on the show? Like, your what is your two two-word review? Fucking awesome. Okay, uh, Alex, you've watched four, three episodes. Three. And what's your initial take? Two words. Yep. Umbrella Academy. That's it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> you enjoy you're enjoying how much have you watched yeah yeah I, I finished it and I your it. assessment not bad <laughs> James I'm up to episode five yep two words long burn okay uh there are certainly some things so so after watching the the entire series you're left as like what the fuck's going to happen now and I breezed through volume one of the graphic novel and it looks like it's pretty faithful well I I said I I breezed through (laughs) hold on I breezed (laughs) I breezed through it what did you go (laughs) I I I just quit names I just quickly went through, look, looked at the scenes. It was literally like a five-minute just breeze. And it looked like it was, you know, pretty... It followed... It seems like season one is book one. No. It's no? mixing. It's, it's mixing. mixing some. Okay. 
Um, there are things that left me saying, like, what the hell happened? Like, when they showed uh, Monocle. Careful, I'm only on episode five. Okay. Uh, that one scene with Monocle and the woman in the bed, Yo-Yo? I'm on three, remember? I'm further behind than everyone else in the show. Okay. But uh, I read the book. So... I'm eager to learn what happens in book two. Yeah. I'm, I'm eager to read the graphic novel to, you know. It, if you, When you read it, you'll be like, oh, I got to reevaluate me saying it. It was faithful to it. <laughs> I, find, I, find it I found it weird that the show kind of grounded it a little bit. Mm. I still find that a little weird. Yeah. I like it, but I still find it like it's but, there, but it's like you're only like – like one door away from being just as weird as the comic. Um, I mean, like if you read, you know, the comic and the verses of show, the first like minute of the show starts off very dramatic. Where if you read the book, it's a guy doing atomic elbow on an alien. You know, big difference. <laughs> um, I'm enjoying it. Like I was telling Jen about it and I was like, it's been in the background a little bit and I've been kind of on my phone doing some other things. Cause like I said, some parts it's just, I know they're still doing a lot of like the background and kind of getting the characters a little bit more developed, but it's like, I see where they want to go with it. And I'm like, go just get like, I, I want them to get there a little faster than they're getting there. Um, I also don't like Ellen page in this role. Blasphemy. No. <laughs> I just I don't like again I don't I don't know enough of the comic so I'm gonna I don't know if that's how the character is supposed to be in the comic book um I just feels like they could get anybody to do that role and just keep watching die. the fucking show dude <laughs> okay like I said I don't th this is only me on four episodes like i'm just this is these are my takes four episodes into the series like i just she reminds me of um who's the girl from donnie darko oh crap she was supposed to oh my god i honestly thought you were gonna say that girl from juno or something <laughs> no 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 no, no. She, for some odd oh, reason I keep thinking michael she, and she was in hunger games the last two, Gene uh, Malone, Malone, Post Malone, no, Janet <laughs> Malone or Gene, shoot, oh god, I gotta find it. Uh, um, like that—that's that. Like I could see her doing that role as well. Um, keep G oh Jenna Malone. Still don't know. <laughs> I'll show you a picture. Okay. Sure. Not trying to be mean. I hope she doesn't randomly fall onto this and it's like, oh wow, what a bunch of jerks. <laughs> oh, I just, I just, I don't know. I just, I'm watching Alan Page's character, and like I said again, I get him only a couple episodes in. I'm just kind of sitting there being like, I don't. Like and, and you haven't read the book either, right? Yeah. So. So yeah. Just keep watching. Okay, like that's fine. Like I said, I'm just going by like I like uh, the casting. Everybody else is fantastic. I love the, I love the uh, the the one who could talk to the dead, and he have you have the Klaus. Klaus yeah, he's freaking fantastic. He's this just in his first superhero team. Have you guys ever heard of Misfits? It was a old uh, yep. show from the UK. That's where yeah, Klaus yeah. was originally well, yeah. from. Yep. That was um, good yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and then that whole interaction with him and Ben is fantastic. I love that, like, that whole interaction. And it's just like I, the characters are there and I'm enjoying it. Um, thanks for giving me a heads up. There's a talking monkey. Thanks when we did our little debriefing last week about it, Alex. I wish, what they, about had, it? I wish they had more of them, though. What? <laughs> Uh, the talking monkey. I wish they, he, there was like more of him in the show. Yeah, um, I liked him a lot in the comic because still one of my favorite ones is where he's uh talking to Vanya when she's a kid. 
about being special. That's still my favorite page from that entire book, I think. Yeah. Do you remember that one? It was uh, um, where she's in her room very upset, and uh, he comes in and, like, because she's freaking out, smashed her violin and stuff, and he goes, like, but you are special, and gives her, like, a nice big hug. It's, like, a, such yeah. a tender moment in the book, which I always think about when I'm watching the series. And every time he walks in, it's like, why is no one treating him as, like, their dad? Because this guy is, like, way more affectionate and awesome. Oh, totally. Oh, the guy who plays the father is fantastic. I, that guy was in, like, Thor. He's one of those character actors. I'm like, I know that guy. I know him in other movies. He was in Thor? He was the uh, Ice King. Oh, oh, really? Okay. Uh, the two special agents. Um... AJ Blige and the other one? Yes. Uh and Hazel? Yes, Hazel. Did any of you watch Mindhunter? Was he in that? Yes. He was the serial I watched all of it. He was the serial killer. That uh Wait, he was the one that they were interviewing, the big guy? Yeah. Oh shit, I didn't know that. I love those two characters. The I'm 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 I like I, the I, between them like how they I could live like, without Mary J Blige being that character personally yeah, I could live without Ellen Page like it's, it's what it is watch the rest of the show <laughs> I, 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 I did it but no he's know. talking about me with Ellen Page like yeah. no. okay so so I, I still sorry I just want to say in the third episode I still thought it was weird that like we all know Luther especially from the comic we're all aware i didn't know they were gonna do this as like a big reveal or anything or whatever but like dude's got a gorilla body you know yeah so, but in the show but, yeah. in the, I, of the show they haven't seen each other like they literally no no what i'm saying is he went one-on-one with a guy with a gorilla bod i still think that's a little bit like oh come on i mean he should have had a bit more like i don't care if you suplex a gorilla man but gorilla man's gonna have a bit more over you yeah, like I don't care how buff you are or how thick boy you are, you're still gonna yeah. get your ass wrecked by a gorilla. <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, in in, in the, the little teasers you gave us last week, definitely like like made me enjoy kind of knowing just enough watching the show that I wasn't asking questions in my own head, being like, I don't get that, I don't get that, stuff like that, like just that. So people who are listening to this, yeah, go back and listen to last week's episode. Because Alex does a great breakdown of like the intro to the show and gives you just enough to kind of know what's going on moving forward. Yeah, I was hoping I could do that. Um, I mean, I, since I, I didn't feel like I did that great of a job because I was still trying to keep tight lip about a couple things, like about well, how many there are. Because... Well, and, and that was what's interesting about it because I remember I watched it and he goes, Well, you know, he takes a bunch of them on, but there's only, he only gets six seven of them and that's why i was like well where are the rest of them and so i'm like oh maybe you find out more about them as they go on but it was kind of like well he had to go buy them so it it answered a lot of questions for me but it also kind of was like let me see how this goes on because alex already said there's more of these people like and even the show they say like oh these all these happened but he only could get seven of them so but also, was that because he's the monocle, or was that the ones that survived is what I've been thinking since I watched the show? I think he says those are the ones who survived. I yeah, mean, it's I think... also hinted in the comic that, that a good amount of them didn't survive. Well, I I, yeah. I thought it said on screen, there was text on screen, he was only able to get seven of them. Yeah. Yes. That's why I'm thinking about the continuity of the show, not the book. Okay, gotcha. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm I, on the show, it shows that he only gets X amount. Like, yeah pretty early on it makes you think like what would you do if uh an eccentric man with a monocle just walked in your house and be like how much you want for it well you know? given the fact that you, they you know weren't pregnant in the beginning of the day probably well like, that whole scene <laughs> with, that whole scene in the pool i was like oh, yeah. whoa like that was awesome that was intense i i was honestly kind of giggling to myself because it was so dark i kept thinking about that first page where the dude's like elbow dropping an alien and like this is such a dramatic scene that it's like this is caused because somewhere there's a guy like slamming an alien and that's why it's going on it's like it's just funny because with that context it doesn't make it as serious as you want it to be so 
with Netflix ditching Marvel and actually <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, I did see a post today. Let 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 him hurt, Leo. Just let him hurt a little bit. <laughs> Still get it out. Okay. Somebody from Marvel did release a picture of Defenders and saying it was it was, it had a uh, title of something uh, to be continued. So it looks. Hulu. Yeah, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be in Disney Plus. Yeah, that it looks like that they're gonna continue the storylines uh, there, which is smart of them. But with Netflix ditching. Um, Marvel. I don't think it's I don't, like I don't, laundry. I don't think it's I don't think it's them that, I don't I just don't think they're redoing they're renewing their contracts. I think that's what it is. I don't think I don't think they're canceling out of spite. I think they're canceling because Disney's like we're we you had X amount of years in the contract. We're not renewing it. Yeah. And they're taking because back the rights of it so they can do it. Exactly. So it. of course I mean, Netflix is gonna be like we're canceling the we're canceling the shows. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean the direction that they're going now picking up um, minor comics. You know, perfect example is the one we're talking about now. It was released by Dark Horse. Uh, and it is a dark story. Um, personally... Minor? Well, it's an award-winning comic, just saying. Okay. Your respect. Man. And it's by respect. Gerard Way. Okay. Lesser known. <laughs> Let, not Lesser minor. known. Let, but... let... Leo, just stop. Just other comic <laughs> properties. <laughs> Okay. Not from the big two comics. Yes, exactly. Yeah, not from the two, the, the two houses. Yes. I mean, you know, some people will say Captain Marvel is a lesser known character. You know, it, it, it's looking at it from the public's point of view. Um, do you think this is a smart move? I, I think Netflix is up for a re rude awakening in the next two years. And they're trying to latch on to as much original programming as possible. Why yeah. do you think they're for a rude awakening? Yeah. With all the other services opening, people are going to have to choose. Yeah. I think that's probably also why they're doing this because when in doubt, you have to get creative. And I think mm -hmm. that's exactly what they're doing for their biggest benefit. Because if they allow artists to just thrive on their platform, they're gonna, probably going to get a lot more interesting shows. I mean, and, the big thing I saw this month, they, they Netflix released their coming soon to March and what's leaving in March. Almost everything that's coming to Netflix this March is all original programming. I I, I have to say, I honestly hope because of um, all the new materials are doing, the properties again from Dark Horse and all the original stuff have been going after, that this will slowly get the ball moving for The Goon to be an animated film featured on Netflix because the people who worked in that film... Um, the pitch for it, the Kickstarter, everything else for that, are now doing a new sci-fi animated show for the network. So I think this might potentially be the backdoor entrance to have the Goon film actually be on Netflix. Is what I'm personally hoping, because that film has been in product or been pitched around for a while. And I'm also assuming none of you guys have read the Goon at all. Another never read it. No. Never highly recommended book. You guys would definitely love it. Um, and they've teased uh, a short animation for it that they wanted to make a feature film where Clancy Brown voices Goon and his sidekick Frankie is voiced by Paul Giamatti. And it's great. So when I said I'm excited for Umbrella Academy to be on Netflix, this is also my wishful thinking of the Goon. So... Yeah, talk to me when you're gushing over it later. I'll be all hipster about it over in my corner over here. <laughs> well, I'm happy with Umbrella Academy. I'm happy the way Netflix is going. And, uh, James, I think you are right. In, in the next two years, it's, it's going to be a fight uh, as, you know, cord cutting continues to grow. And... Uh, as... Everybody's doing these streaming services. I mean, I mean, Warner Brothers doing it. Disney's is going to do it. You know, you have Netflix, Hulu already there. You have HBO. You have DC yeah. Universe. Like you have, and everybody's just holding on to. Like we said a week or two ago, that Netflix used to be the. They had everything. They had yeah. every random yeah. show you could think of. Now it's okay. Who has X? 
Oh, okay. If I want to watch Bob's Burgers, it's all on Hulu already, so I only can watch it on Hulu. But if I want to watch The Simpsons, that's on the FX Now app, so I have to watch it through there. But unless it's New Simpsons, that's on Hulu. But if I want to, like, you know. Yeah, and then... Yeah, uh, but you... then we're getting to the same, like, price range we're looking at with the cable, so it's like... At some point, people are going to be like, screw it, I'm not doing any of this because I'm right back in my same position where I'm spending all this money to get what I actually wanted to watch. Yeah. And then and that's, then, that's yeah. when we're going to start seeing services uh, die off. You know, like, uh, you know, DC Universe. <laughs> um, I don't think it's going to die. Well, I, I, oh, it's just they have to find their niche. There's Everybody's still trying to be the big Goliath Yeah, and trying to take down Netflix and they're just chipping at the base of it. Eventually, you're they're gonna have to find their own places in this world. Well, they and have, I think it's just a matter of time. They also have to realize. Is gonna go. I was, I was. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh no, go ahead. I was only saying is like, do you think Netflix is going down because it's gonna have a thousand cuts type way, where well, it's not like you're that, gonna get I, shipped. I think the only reason that Netflix, one of the big problems Netflix has is there's too much content on there. And it's hard to figure out what you're going to watch unless it's... And the algorithm's off. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, having the same list of uh, movies and shows for new releases for like a couple months straight is just ridiculous. You know, it, it's hard to find uh, something to watch, you know? and I think the best way to look at it is Netflix has been number one for so long that the gap between one and two is so big, but that gap is now shrinking. Oh yeah. We they can even get a horrible horror movie to be popular on their platform, even though it completely sucks, but people made a meme out of it. Are you talking about you? Yeah. Huh? You? Bird box. Oh, bird, bird, box. bird box. Bird box. Okay. Um, you is, is a good example though of how powerful this oh is. i didn't know that was a thing i was always like what do you mean what did i do oh no no <laughs> like i'm not a netflix show uh am no, i <laughs> uh you're talking about yourself <laughs> uh no there was a movie called you uh movie or series and it was uh i think it was on hallmark or a lifetime and it didn't do well and then they released it on uh netflix and it had tons of views uh, I think they said, you know, within like the first week, it had like 10 times more than what it had on uh, either Hallmark or Lifetime or whatever it was on. Um, but it's a, a stalker, you know, type of uh, uh, drama. You know, this guy falls in love with a girl, stalks her, and pretty much kills off her friends to be the only one in her life. I mean, too, and then some of even the bigger new releases a lot of the studios are signing exclusive right contracts so like it's 90 days to six months before it's even on netflix so they can get the digitals and the physical copies out there yeah before it'd be like oh this movie came out and you know it's gonna be on netflix like now it's you know because they already said cap marvel is not gonna be on netflix going forward like the movie's going forward for you know uh net yeah Cat Marvel, Endgame, and Far From Home are, are going to be on the Disney Plus app. Are are they going to often have a couple Marvel things on Netflix? They're pulling every they're pulling everything that they don't already have rights to off of that. I was just curious, like I didn't know if they're going to leave like one or two once in a while, like Mulan or you know uh, uh, Meet the Robinsons or something every once in a while. They said Disney is pulling up. I mean, they're trying to buy back the rights for Star Wars from Turner Broadcasting. Hmm. Which is which is smart. What a crazy though. world. It, yeah. it, it's crazy, but the thing is, if you know, you know, we're gonna sign up for the Disney streaming service, and we're gonna want to watch, you know, everything. You know, so it, it's to have all the Disney stuff in one spot, unlike. You know, uh, DC, which DC has their stuff plastered everywhere. You know, it's on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, uh, where it should all be on one network. Disney, if well, that's what it is, it's the animated stuff. Half the stuff's on Hulu. Yeah. Another random couple of the animated stuffs on Netflix, and there's some more on Amazon. Like, yeah, and and you know, I feel like I have a service that I paid for that is a waste of money. 
You know, but Disney, if everything was You're getting that HD quality Batman animated series, though. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't really stream in HD quality. The service isn't the best. But we've mentioned uh, so that. So, did we, you learn your lesson? Are you not going to pre-order Disney Plus as soon as they announce it? I will probably order Disney Plus when it comes out, as long as it has an Amazon app. But it's Disney, so most likely it will. But are you going to be cautious not to dump like a shit ton of money into it before you fully know what the streaming service oh, is like? Correct. I will. I will cool. do a month trial. You know, S similar to CBS. CBS is is awesome because I can just add it to my Amazon account now. And, uh, That's why I do six dollars a month. Yeah. When does the new Twilight Zone start? April first. Ah. But if you sign up now, you can get caught up true? on Star Trek. <laughs> uh, you can... Yeah, it's true. no. They, they thought it was a joke, but no, they came. CBS came out and said, "Yeah, we, it's April Fool, so we're releasing the Twilight Zone." I didn't know if this was like the Rick and Morty season three premiere type thing, where it's like hmm. it's on, it's on April first, but no one believed it was actually on. And it was on for 24 straight hours. Yep. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, no, I mean, I think this, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the Disney Plus bandwagon. They've already announced there's going to be tier packages. Really? So, yeah, it's going to be a tiered system because, you know, you might want the animated stuff, but you could care less about the Marvel stuff. Like, yeah, I, I think you're like going to... That makes sense. You, you're going to want all the... So I can see them being like... You know, animated stuff. You know, the Disney Channel stuff, like the because they're talking about putting like the Disney Channel movies on there, like all that, like everything minus like a couple of the older Disney stuff. They're gonna um, have under wraps. Be, uh, yeah, under wraps, Smart House, uh, Luck of the Irish. Come on, Impossible. Oh God, that new movie looks terrible. Please don't stop it. What new movie? Did they did they release pricing? No, not yet. I have a feeling whenever D23 is, or D whatever the show is going to be, is when they're yeah. going to officially announce it. But it's supposed to be released late 2019. Okay. They did announce when we're getting a Star Wars trailer, though. I don't believe that. Yeah. I will not believe <laughs> it until... Unless it's the the Porg Awakens, I'm all set for a while. Like I said, they don't need to give me a trailer. Like I don't get well, like Disney can just announce the movies coming out and people will show up. Like you didn't need an end game. I heard the best analogy for Endgame. It was from Hollywood Babylon, uh, Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman, where he goes, They could have shown a chalkboard and the Rooster yeah. Brothers walk out and write end game and just stand there and wave to the camera yep. and walk off and it would have been a billion <laughs> views. Like. Uh, you know that there would be like five billion analysis videos all over the internet on that. It's like, what does it what mean? Did, what does that chalk mean? Oh, exactly. And like, Can it be civil for the dusting? If I'm them, I just have, I have like the black backdrop and you have like Mark Hamill walk out being like Star Wars the end is coming December 2019 and just walk off screen and be like, Oh my God. Like, no, like that's it. That's all he you kind of walked off and sneezed and then said, uh, star Wars and then left. <laughs> uh, maybe yeah, they like, will. I, maybe they, maybe that'll be it. It's just one of those things that I said in a, a podcast like a year or two ago when I was like, these movies sell themselves. Yeah. Like you, you want people to talk about the movie. You know how you do that. You don't put anything out because then they're like, "Why? Why haven't they put anything out? Where's the Avengers trailer? Where is all this stuff going on?" Like you had that conversation for four weeks leading up to the Avengers trailer. When is it dropping? When is it dropping? When is it dropping? At this point, they're the same amount of capacity as like a toilet paper commercial. Because do you really need to know about their product to not go out and get it? I'm aware what toilet paper is. I need to go get some. I know what Avengers is. I'm going to go see that. <laughs> uh, so Umbrella Academy. We'll wrap things up with yeah. this. Um, definitely a must watch. Yeah. When you guys watch it, I want to talk about the finale a bit. I should yes. hopefully have it done by next week, hopefully. Right. Yeah. Yes. You should have done what I did and just binge that and not sleep because sleep's overrated. 
I agree with we you. We don't have the sleep spirits on. Uh, muggles. <laughs> I have to. I'm. I'm torn. I want to finish Umbrella Academy, but I also want. I want to finish Red Dead. I'm torn. <laughs> or you can just get anxious and not do any of it. You can do that I've too. Done that. I, I, I went to bed at seven thirty last night and slept till six thirty. Huh. I went to bed at midnight and then didn't go to sleep, or I think I pretended and then woke up. That's my life. Yeah, if you're gonna watch Umbrella Factory Academy, Alex's favorite, you know, pun. Um, go back to last week's episode. Maybe what Leo can do is snip that little section. I'm plagued by this shit. We gotta kill snip all of that you. little section where Alex talks about the show, and he could put it up as its own little intro, so you guys know what's going on before you watch the show. I'm gonna kill all of you. Like this is gonna be back and this is gonna be on Netflix when they're re- going back in this podcast. Like he clearly said he was gonna kill all of them, like the Bundy tapes. Are you, you, know? are you telling us this is gonna be a, a Netflix original content episode? It's going to be. I'm gonna make you famous. I'm going to make you famous. Unlike Ted, I'm not gonna go around and kill everyone around me wherever Ted relax. I'm going to go away and go into hiding. Not like a dipshit. Uh, and you got so, your, so, your... Does Leo get the rights? Does Leo's heirs get the rights to the, the show, or do we do we all get a share of the the royalties? I don't think you guys understand the amount <laughs> of things I can do to you. There ain't gonna be any lineage when I'm done with your entire world. So, so you're saying this is gonna take two or three seasons? I just gotta make if I get a, like a lawyer involved just to make sure it's all ironclad. There's gonna be six gonna seasons be... in a movie by the time I'm done with you. Oh, and... so, so we're we're doing the arrest the arrested development treatment, right? That's how we're doing it, or the community. We're doing the community treatment, and you will have no longer have a village. I will storm in there and burn it to the ground. There will be nothing. All right, cool. Yeah. I just want to make sure because if it makes stuff available, other projects might come up. I want to make sure I'm available, you know. Uh, coming to Netflix, making a factory murderer. And then Netflix <laughs> would be done. They would be done. Done. Uh, uh, Emmys, the show keeps winning Emmys. You see Alex in the jail cell just keeping accepting them. Like, hey. No, like there's going to be. With, with Shai Show Bob in the Emmys, and they take his Emmy away because you can't have awards. No, this is what's going to happen. They're going to be at the Emmys. They're going to be shooting it. The cameraman's going to pan to the middle of the crowd where I'm going to be sitting there with a suit and just slowly zoom in on me. Like like I paid off the cameraman. And be like, oh, yep, wink, wink. I'm going to kill everyone. Ha, ha, ha. I storm the stage, say thank you, and then, you know, super saying the shit out of that place with my katana blades because I'm cool and I skateboard off into the sunset. <laughs> Uh, you got your red swing line stapler. Can you please uh, take a picture of that so we can use that as a thumbnail for this video? I I, <laughs> I, I will try to screen capture that. <laughs> it may be just like, I don't know, uh, one of the Umbrella Academy. Uh, use Ellen Page in the corner, just looking just concerned with him like getting that close. <laughs> no, I'm, a, I'm just going to go back. Okay, everybody make a goofy face. I don't make goofy faces. No? <laughs> okay. <laughs> People are going to go like, oh, he didn't make his bed. Uh... Well, we urge you to watch. Life is garbage. We urge you to watch Umbrella Academy, and uh, yeah, toys. I think we're ready to wrap. Are they gonna have Umbrella Academy toys? We should have probably bended on that. Like I hope they do. If we're talking about both, shouldn't they do both? They they should. Uh, but you know what they should do? Follow what? follow you, Alex. Where do you like people following you? Ah, you can follow me at Pierre of Pierre underscore Alex Hoy on Twitter, and you can follow me on Instagram. I'm doing a Twitch channel. You can follow me on Twitch, uh, you know, Twitch slash at uh, Alex underscore Hoy. 
um, where I'm streaming artwork and have some cool projects come up. So stay tuned. Yo, yo. Um, you can find me at Boy Meets Phone on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And also Yo St. Laurent on those same social media channels. James. You can find me at in the tweets and the Instagrams at Longtime Storm. Oh, also, yeah. you find me at the Dork Pot Dorks the Podcast here yes. every week. Also, little short clip videos like I did last week involving the Nintendo Direct review and some video game news. Also, follow Alex on his channels. Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, you sound like uh, oh, what was it, Char- find- Charlie? Where, where they can, where can they find you, Leo Pond? Uh, yes, just, tell me. Just Google Leo Pond. You'll find a bunch of stuff about me. Most of it true, maybe not. Uh, but more importantly, follow these awesome people here. And uh, just check out all our shows. We're doing a lot of cool stuff on uh, the podcast, on the Dorkening Podcast Network. Dorks the Podcast. Uh, we're doing a comic book club. And, uh, yeah, tons and tons of awesome content. With that, catch you guys later. Bye. Goodbye. Later. See you soon.